This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Here's something that was maybe a grind, maybe not, depending on what game, what team you were on yesterday in the NFL after week five. Let's talk about some of the things that we saw. And finally, a team that really needed a dub and a guy that really needed a win, Jamar Chase and the Bengals. They go crazy. Mm -hmm. They beat the cards in the desert 34-20. And franchise record, 15 catches for Jamar Chase, 192 yards, three touchdowns. And I thought it was funny after the game, Zach Taylor said he kept telling Joe Burrow during the game, stop scrambling, just throw it away because he's been banged up. And Joe Burrow would not listen to him. And guess what? He worked out. Joe Burrow, easily his best game of the season, 36 of 46, three touchdown passes and one pick. So I understand it's Arizona, but if you're a Cincinnati, I think just in general, isn't it nice to see Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase look like themselves? Well, bottom line, they just need wins. It doesn't matter if it's pretty. It doesn't matter if it's ugly. At this point in the season, the Cincinnati Bengals are two and three now. They just need to win football games. It doesn't matter who it's against, if it's against the worst team in the league. But yes, this is a big step Mm -hmm. in the level of the confidence uh, in Joe Burrow and also Jamar Chase, who I don't think it's necessarily his fault. It's just been Joe Burrow not been 100% healthy. So with a healthy Joe Burrow, I think we have more confidence in this team. And I think we said it last week. What were the odds on the Bengals to still make the postseason? Wasn't it like plus 220? Totally. Definitely plus money. And now you've got the Steelers and the Ravens tied atop the division, each at three and two. Bengals not out of this at all. Mm -mm. Especially because this is what we see every single year. They never Mm -hmm. start out fast. They gain some momentum. And also, this was not a 100% team. When Joe Burrow is not healthy and he can't scramble Mm -hmm. at all, Like it's not like he is – not what you would call a dual threat quarterback, but he's shifty. Like, I don't know if you remember some of those playoff games where he rushed for like 20 yards or something. It just gives him an added dimension where, you know, he's not quite as sackable in the pocket because you've got to remember that offensive line still have some issues when it comes to Cincinnati. So Mm -hmm. a big win for the Bengals here. And I think it's a, a sign of good things to come for Cincinnati, a big breath of relief. Uh, For anybody who's backing Joe Burrow here, like, do I think he's going to win MVP? No, I think it's too slow of a start for him. But still, I think that the Bengals are still very much alive for a postseason berth. I agree with you. Can we talk about the Patriots? Very much not alive for a postseason berth. So they get blanked by the Saints in Foxborough, 34-0. Mac Jones bench for the second straight game. This is the second worst shutout loss in franchise history trailing only a 52-0 loss to the undefeated 1972 Dolphins. I mentioned this earlier in the show. Bill Belichick needs a single win to join Don Shula and George Hallis as the only coaches with 300 wins during the regular season. So that would put him in rarefied air. Chelsea, you have to feel like that Bill Belichick, it feels like to me the Patriots aren't going to fire him but clearly things are going in a bad way. Bailey Zappi played the fourth quarter of this game. I feel like Bill Belichick gets that 300th win at some point this year and then just steps away at the end of the season. 
That's what it's looking like because this isn't yeah. pretty. It would be one thing if they're losing close games and the offense was, I don't know, putting up a single point, but they're not. Mm-hmm. You've got to make some changes. I think, you know, you got to be- bench Mac Jones, I think. if Maybe it's not all his fault because I think the offense as a whole is just a disaster, but you've got to shake things up. Like whatever you're doing now, it ain't working. So you have to try something different. So I'm not sure what it means for the Patriots, like how they're going to get their offensive uh, offense together, but they got to do something quick because they play in the AFC East. It's no no easy wins there. So it does mm-hmm. feel like uh, Bill Belichick may be on his way out. We got to give some credit to the Detroit Lions. Doing it again. They ripped the Panthers 42-24. Lions have won 12 of 15 games going back to last season. What's incredible about this, they do it without Amon Ross St. Brown, without Jameer Gibbs. And last week, I said this, I like the Lions at minus 150 to win the division. I feel like that's a cheap price. Immediately, they've gone to minus 250 to win the division. It's pretty remarkable. Detroit is a really good football team. Again, weak division. However, if you look at what they've done since last year, I mean, they're a legit squad. And to do this without two of their stud players on offense, they are really impressive. Detroit's going to be a problem for a lot of teams in the NFC. I think I've bumped the Lions up to a team that you can trust to get the job done against bad teams. And it doesn't sound like a huge compliment, but I think it is. Like, aren't there very few teams in the NFL that you take them in Survivor or whatever, and you say, I feel confident about this team getting the job done against a lesser opponent? Like, that's what I feel like about the Lions now. I know they lost to the Seahawks in overtime, but still, it feels like a team that's going to give you a dependable, good performance week in and week out. Now, granted, we still have a lot of the season left, and I'm sure there is going to be one outlier game. But looking up next, they go on the road to the Bucks. It feels like a winnable game for the Lions. And uh, I think that's my takeaway, is that the Lions are now trustworthy. Yeah, I agree with you. I doubted the Lions for a while. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. But, man, they just keep on winning, and they do it impressively. These aren't, these aren't you know, wins where they're just kind of squeaking by their fluke victories. They are the real deal. How about the Jets? Getting revenge on the Broncos yesterday, 31-21. The Jets said, we're going to turn loose Brees Hall this week. No restrictions on how many carries that he will get. 22 carries, 177 yards a touchdown, including a 72-yard jump for the score. So we all remember during the offseason, right? Right before the, the season started, Sean Payton taking shots at Nathaniel Hackett, the current OC for the Jets. Well, Nathaniel Hackett gets that dub over Denver, and the Jets gave him the game ball when it was over. So it was it was a very impressive Jets victory. And Zach Wilson wasn't great just driving the car here, but he didn't need to. You know the Jets wanted this one. Oh, for sure. Uh, and it felt like all the players were trying to kind of hint towards this fact because mm-hmm. after the game, Brees Hall in his interview said, the better team and the better coach one today because you kind of referenced it sean payton called nathaniel hackett one of the worst head coaches of all time like he didn't go to say you know he didn't do a great job no he called it one of the worst head coaching jobs of all time so when you talk trash that loudly and that dramatically i feel like it always comes back to bite you because look at the broncos right now 
they've got to be one of the worst teams in football. Yeah, I agree. They're absolutely putrid right now. Russell Wilson looks like this maybe a touch better, I guess, which isn't saying much because the bar was set so low last season. Sean Payton has not done anything with this squad. You talk about, I mean, the Broncos, you talk about painting themselves into a corner. They gave up all those draft picks to get Russ, and they gave up draft picks to get Sean Payton. You talk about a team that for the foreseeable future <laughs> is just going to be punished again and again and again for bad move after bad move. This is it. Yeah, this is how you get your franchise in a hole for like multiple years. Like usually mm -hmm. it's if you miss on a quarterback that you draft in the first round because now that's kind of looking like the case for the Carolina Panthers because they gave up a lot to uh, get I'm Bryce sure Young here. Uh, and now uh, David turned me on to this fact uh, last week, I think, that the Panthers don't even have a first round pick next year. So Ugh. not only are you bad, there's also no hope of getting better because you traded away all of your draft capital. So, yeah, it's not looking great for the Denver Broncos. God, not at all. If you're looking at the future for that team, it's just like, you know what? We're just going to have to take a lot of L's over the next decade. And, and I just want to mention yesterday, the Chiefs handled the Vikings 27-20. Patrick Mahomes completes passes to 10 different receivers. Justin Jefferson leaves the game in the fourth quarter for the Vikings. We'll keep you updated on him. But the most important thing, the most important thing that I took away, no Taylor Swift. What, what a what a... What a great game yesterday in Minneapolis. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.